Hadith 23, you will have all this and infinitely more. The chosen messenger, upon him be peace, once received this revelation concerning the day of resurrection. A certain soul will remain with its face toward the fire. It will be the last among those to enter paradise. This soul will cry out, O Lord, turn my face away from the fire, for its acrid odor tortures me and its heat consumes me. The soul will continue supplicating Allah in this way as long as the one reality wishes. Then Allah, may he be exalted, will inquire, if I respond to your supplication, will you request anything more of me? No, Lord, I will not ask for anything more. Thereupon the soul will make whatever promises and vows Allah Most High desires. Allah will then turn its face away from the fire. Upon beholding the light of paradise, the soul will remain silent for as long as the one reality wishes. <laughs> I can't help love it. So sweet. And then cry out, <laughs> Oh Lord, please allow me to advance to the gates of paradise. Allah, may he be exalted, will reply, Did you not promise that you would ask for nothing more? Alas for you, O child of Adam. How easily you break your vow. The soul will plead, O oh Lord, continuing to supplicate Allah, exalted and glorified is he, until he responds. And will you request anything more of me if I grant you this? No, O oh Lord, by your loving power, I will ask for nothing more. Acting as the divine will ordains, this soul will swear and promise. Allah will then permit it to advance to the gates of paradise. Clearly observing paradise, overflowing with goodness and delight, stretched out before its gaze, the soul will remain silent as long as Allah wills, and then will supplicate, O oh Lord, please permit me to enter your paradise. Did you not swear and promise that you would ask nothing further of me? Alas for you, O child of Adam, how easily you break your vow. O Lord, please do not make me the most miserable of your creatures. The soul will not cease pleading in this way until Allah is filled with good pleasure. When Allah manifests this divine good pleasure, he will intimately address the soul. Now enter my paradise. Thereupon, Allah, may he be glorified, will address the soul in paradise. Make further supplication to me. The soul will then ask for many sublime gifts, which Allah Most High will inspire it fervently to desire, reminding the soul of this or that aspiration until all of its longing is fulfilled. Allah, the exalted, will then declare, you will have all this and infinitely more. This hadith comes from the transmission of the intimate companion, Abu Huraira. May Allah be pleased with him. Amen. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. If, if we didn't know that this came 
from the lips of Rasulullah we would think it's a, a fantasy. So touching, so beautiful it is, you know, so such a good ending as we all like. We all like good endings, so it's not by chance because that's inscribed within our souls to have good endings, inshallah. Even the people in the fire, it said, we'll have good ending. Allah will mercifully um, allow them to be in bliss and enjoy their, um, their environment and what they chose, what their souls chose. So everyone reaches their goal. Everyone reaches their destiny, their, what they are created for. Each is slightly different, but this is, in a way, the journey of humanity that's described here. And starting in the dark, as it says, or the fire, the, the suffering, the pain, the turmoil, the not knowing, and yet that, that essential plea, that primordial plea, uh, bursts out of the soul. Please, Allah, madat. Madat, madat, and and we know those states, and and <clears throat> we've of course been in them. We've been in that state, close to a fire of tribulation, and so then, Allah, it's so lovely though that relationship of Allah to our soul. You know, Allah is so tender, and of course knows <clears throat> that we often and usually break our vows but then we pick them up again and ask the soul that will it request anything more and of course the soul swears just to get away from the fire it swears it will not ask anything more of the all powerful all loving lord and then of course it feels that it won't it thinks it won't until it sees the next uh, the next um you might say unveiling of Allah, of the All-Merciful, and then it, it can't help. So what it shows, it shows really that paradise is our, our destiny. Our, our souls are paradisic. They're, they're created in that fabric of, of paradise, of ultimate bliss and, and union with Allah. And so, inshallah, just like the fish going back to their source, their birthplace, um, our souls will return, but they return through a journey. They return through means, you know, through uh, trials and difficulties, and they return through prayer and supplication. So this uh, hadith is tremendously important to show how the power of, of supplication and prayer and how we have to continue in our prayer. It actually is pleasing to Allah, as we know. So the one who prays is, is pleasing to Allah. And when we think we're just desperately praying and no one's listening, Allah is, you might say, you know, like a, a lover, uh, absorbing it, drinking it in, our prayers. So um, that's why sometimes the, 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 the desire is delayed or the, the goal is delayed. So that this uh, interchange, this uh, lover and beloved, can uh, can go on, and um, so we shouldn't get discouraged. We should know that whatever we pray for will be um, answered. And of course, we are instructed to really pray 
pray for Allah's good pleasure, nearness to Allah, because from that comes everything else that's good. And, um, and then once the soul is safely inside paradise, it's, it's, it's also the journey of awakening to its own, its own um, divine essence. Uh, and, and of course, as it gets closer to paradise, it realizes, no, that, that is its homeland. And then um, it, all the gifts that are placed inside the soul come forth through the supplication and, and says, Allah, I love that, that how close Allah is to us. Uh, Allah inspires more. Uh, more requests. So we think all of these are coming from us. They're really coming from the beloved. So they just appear in us, but it's really Allah's own love, Allah's own desire uh, to draw us near. Uh, and that is what makes that supplication arise in us. Our own desire for Allah is really Allah's desire for us. So the two are really in, inseparable, but alhamdulillah. So that's a very wonderful hadith for the Ramadan and for our efforts, the little efforts we're, we're making, which feel big sometimes, but they're really small. Um, good, uh, alhamdulillah. I mean, atheists are created on the same pattern as everyone else. So, uh, you know, an atheist is usually someone who just doesn't believe in the God they've been taught, you know, that, that, or the God of society, or the, after all, it's a concept, you know. So, um, but you know the, the nature of the person by their actions, of course, and, and, and you can feel the person. So, Atheists are definitely part of the, the Umet. Yeah, I mean, but of course, it's, um, you know, maybe there are atheists and atheists. <laughs> They're the hardcore atheists who become, who might be, um, turn, you know, really against Allah. And we, our Quranic passage was very much dealing with that today. Again, a kind of hard, um, vision of you might almost say the enemies but again and it said very clearly that Allah if it, it was Allah's will really that these people act in that way it said if Allah had willed they would uh, they would comply they would believe they would open their hearts would open to say yes so it this is all part of the divine drama but um but an atheist is, is, you know, someone just who might not believe in the conceptual God. That, that's all. Maybe their heart has been broken, you know, by humanity and by society. And so they can't accept what society uh, offers. Uh, that's usually more what it is. Their hearts are broken. So inshallah, Allah will mend their hearts. I mean, there's very strong, as we know, probably in all, all holy books, or many of them, um, about suicide, you know, because to really, <clears throat> I mean, at least in the Abrahamic tradition, 
that I'm more familiar with um, to, you know, scare people off from suicide because there are societies, you know, where maybe it's considered an honor and, and we know maybe in Japan, I, I don't know, part of the culture. But um, suicide is, of course, in a sense, terrible because you cut off the possibility of, um, you know, of a, a turn and, and of, of Allah's mercy. Uh, and, and it says that sometimes we, you know, we can be in such despair. And even the Prophet, it mentions that in Quran, how uh, um, the Prophet and the companions were at some point so desperate that they said, when is Allah's help coming? When? And so we were all in that situation. When is Allah's help coming? But in a sense, that's where we have to hold out uh, to, to, to wait. But for the one who commits suicide, it's just, you know, they, they couldn't wait. They didn't, they didn't have that. But it doesn't mean they're going to hell. I don't believe that, no. They've suffered a lot in this earth, you know, already. So, inshallah, Allah embraces them. Yeah, well, murder is another case where, again, you know that Ibn Arabi, Rahmatullah, uh, said that um, he was really against uh, killing offenders, even murderers, because he said, again, that we would be cutting off the, the, the chance for, for their mercy, for their, the turn in their hearts, for their redemption, really, on earth. And, and we, there are many, many cases of murderers. Murderers are not the worst people, even though they commit something atrocious. But, um, but you know, their soul was, was darkened, but it has the chance to receive the light and to, and, and to turn, and many have. So there again, you know, it's, we can't take judgment in our own hand. I mean, we can lock them up to protect other people, but uh, I don't feel either it's right to take their life. But only Allah knows, of course, people's ultimate destiny. Yeah. And, um, well, maybe the person in the, in the Hadith was a murderer, could have been, you know. Who knows some something if he was the last person to enter paradise he must have had a pretty heavy burden of transgressions isn't that interesting to contemplate that the last person to enter paradise and yet look what mercy was bestowed on on that soul you know um rabia duia went it said that you know, these stories, we don't know if they really happened that way, but they do illustrate uh, different temperaments that she went uh, on Hajj and she went with Juan because the supplication, the prayer is called the, the weapon of the believer. And so that should tell us how powerful it is. So we have a weapon. We have something, in other words, something extremely powerful with which we can um, strive. And she went uh, on Hajj and, and prayed and prayed and, and, and she even, I think her period came, uh, I think 
when she was outside of the of the gates of the of of Mecca and uh, whether it was Hassan al-Basri who went prostrating and he went every step he would prostrate and do it like Salat. And then um, he um, had a dream that when he got to the Kaaba, he saw that the Kaaba, the spirit of the Kaaba wasn't there. And it was like in a, a, a dream vision, he was told, and he said, well, where, where is the Kaaba? I've come all this way, you know, to uh, make Tawaf. And it said the Kaaba went out to greet Rabia. <laughs> and, and he said, but I came prostrating all the way. And, and it said, you know, but she came with her prayers, the prayers of her heart. So Alhamdulillah. So period and all, you know. <laughs> Um, alhamdulillah, prayers, the supplication. So we should learn to pray. And, you know, we, we, I remember Mariam Noor asked me in one of the very early times of her dervish journey, and she said, you know, how do we, how do we learn to pray? And, um, I mean, although we all have spontaneous prayer in our heart, and that's essentially the medet, but we can learn to pray by reading the prayers of the prophets and reading the prayer of, of, of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, reading his prayers, reading the prayers of Hazreti Ali and all the great saints and, and the prayers of our sheikhs and peers. Um, that's how we learn to pray as, uh, take, as models. So we always begin our prayer, you know, we can begin maybe with a staff Allah, but we begin by praising. We begin with praise. We praise Allah. And then we ask. First we praise and, and then we ask. Alhamdulillah. And when we ask for ourselves, we always ask for others too. Yeah. So good. <laughs> For the sake of heart of our tears, of Fatiha, for the sake of humanity at this time, for the sake of all creatures, part of Allah's family, for the sake of the lineages of friends of Allah, for the sake of the communities of Allah spreading over the earth, for the sake of our hearts. And for the sake of the beloved Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his family and community and for the sake of all the beloved prophets and messengers and mothers and Fatiha Allahumma Sari Allah Sayyidina Muhammad Wa Allah ni Sayyidina Muhammad wa salli wa sallam Bismillahir Rahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Rahmanirrahim Maniki Yawmidin Iyaka Nabudu wa Iyaka Nasta'in Ihtina Saratul Mustaqim Saratan Adina Namta Alayhim Gairum Magdubi Alayhim Waladdoom Amen